Hello, everybody, and welcome to Running From Comfort. This is episode 21, and it is also the first episode of season two. How fitting. For those of you who have been around for a while and are already subscribers, I want to say thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. And for anybody listening for their first time, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you do, don't forget to subscribe for future episodes as we are at the beginning of season two. How exciting. And don't forget to drop it a like if you're watching on YouTube and give us some feedback, either in the comments or on whatever platform you're listening on. Subscribe and give feedback, please. All right. So before we get stuck into today's interview, I just want to take a moment to ask you guys, how are you doing? Like really, how are you doing? Because right now the world is going through growing pains. I'm sure unless you're living under a rock, which all of us technically are at the moment under quarantine and isolation, then you would know that right now we have the coronavirus pandemic and there is going to be a lot of things happening in the world and a lot of things changing as a result of this. And, you know, some of this will be for the better and some of it might not be. And, you know, it's really important that we use this time to get to know ourselves and to better ourselves because the world is changing. We're going through growing pains. And if there's one thing that I know about pain, it's that through pain comes growth. And this is an incredible opportunity for us to begin to work towards living our best lives. And I really do believe that that begins with first getting to know yourself. And more than that, I do believe that that also involves getting to know God. Now, I'm not going to push that on you guys, but I just wanted to point that out there because that's what I believe to be fundamentally true about life. So, use this time wisely is all I'm going to say because you're going to have plenty of it. But if you are struggling, make sure you reach out to people, okay? It's very important that you don't suffer in silence, okay? We're all going through the same thing here, guys, and we're all going to get through this together. So, in today's interview, Stefan, who has a YouTube channel called Uberboyo, we talk about what is going on in the world because it is crazy, you know? The governments are just taking away our rights and we're just saying, yes, please do this. Save us from the coronavirus. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But what I am suggesting is, should we be somewhat concerned at how quickly we do give up our rights? That's not something that we necessarily discussed in the show, you know, we we're on limited time. I only had about 30 minutes with Stefan. Um, but that's something that I want you to consider for yourselves. I'm not going to tell you the answer to that, but I just want to get you thinking about that. But anyways, we, we discuss what's going on in the world. And, you know, I wanted Stefan's perspective on this because on Stefan's channel, Uber Boyo, he talks a lot about psychology and philosophy. And he dives heavily into the works of both Nietzsche and Jung. And I can't recommend the content enough. It is rich and it is resourceful. So go check out his channel, Uber Boyo. He also does some music on there. I haven't dove too much into the music. I've listened to it. And, you know, it's good. It's interesting. And it's different. But anyways... Look, I hope you guys all enjoy today's show because I think this is a very interesting conversation. I just want to leave you with two little notes. The first being, I apologize. I'm talking way too fast. It was late at night and I was overly caffeinated. And secondly, because Stefan was in Ireland, there was a fair bit of lag on our Zoom call. So if you're watching on YouTube, you might see Stefan's screen freeze a few times. And also, um, 
I do wind up talking over him a couple of times and part of that is, well, I'm learning how to be a better host. And the other part of that is when there is lag, you're not ever fully sure when somebody's done talking. So you're not sure when you can just jump in and have your point. So look, doing Zoom calls is a bit different, but we're working with it. But anyways, I hope you guys all enjoy today's show. If you do, don't forget to give us a rating and a review and to subscribe. All right, peace out. All right, awesome. All right, hello, and we're live. And um, hang on, can can you say it for me? Is it how do you got it? Is it boyo alert? I've, have I got a a boyo alert? Uh, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. Uh, boyos become alert. We are here. It is <laughs> it has happened. The alerting has come. The great alerting has come. The coronavirus has come to alert us to how much we need the boyos to be alert. So it is here. Yes, it is here. yes. Tough times. We, we'll all persevere. We'll all get through. But um, <laughs> definitely need some uh, good boyos around there. But um, yeah. So today on Running from Comfort, our guest is Stefan Fox. Um, you may also know him from his YouTube channel Uber Boyo. They do some pretty good content on there. You you make some music. You make some very interesting music. I'll say that. Um, you do some. You do some. <laughs> that wasn't a dig. That wasn't a dig. <laughs> but, no, no, um, you also, I know. I know what you're referencing as well. So. <laughs> go on. Go on. But, go on. What were you saying? But, um, but also, you do a very interesting podcast. Um, you, you do many different podcasts. You cover a lot of different topics, mostly um, in the theme of sort of psychology. Um, you cover a lot of Carl Jung's, um, mm-hmm. a lot of Carl Jung, which I found very interesting. You know, being a Christian and, you know, being minorly conspiratorial my whole life, I find learning from Carl Jung from you boys is very, very interesting. So definitely go check that out. Um, and you also get into Nietzsche's work as well. And um, I'm going to be honest with you because I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't always listen to your Nietzsche videos. I'm, <laughs> I'm too scared. <laughs> yeah, man, actually, it's, it's, quite, it's quite surprising with the Nietzsche stuff because I, I think he's a, I personally think he's a better thinker than Jung. I think Jung is good. And Jung has quite this like aura around him. Like people really, really like Jung for some reason. And they, mm. they really like are drawn to him and whatnot. And he is, he's got a fantastic perspective. And I'm, I'm reading the Red Book right now properly because I'm going to try to turn it into a series to story tell what, what actually Jung went through with the, with, the, with the Red Book and whatnot. And it's a very fascinating, um, it's a very fascinating story because Jung is wrestling with his mind and coming to terms with the idea that my quote-unquote, my ego, my, my, my personality, my, like the front I put up into the world persona if you will whatever like all these terms that he's later in his life he's giving a very narrative description of why he was coming up against that and realizing that at the back of his mind there was this sort of uh this driving force he calls it his soul i think he later went on to name it as anima and um, it's this idea that like i guess you could say we've all got instincts and our instincts sort of drive us that's a bit reductionist as well so i don't want to get into that but basically like we've got all these instincts that drive us and we've got this like rational mind that actually just deludes us and um Mm. And uh, Jung is fascinating on that front. And then what I find interesting about Nietzsche is that Nietzsche, the difference between Jung and Nietzsche is Jung is just saying that that's a reality, I find. He just says, all right, we have this under, under conscious, subconscious and um, driving personality and then this fake sort of ego, egotistical front. And the thing I noticed about Nietzsche is Nietzsche actually got that. Nietzsche is really big against self-deception. But the difference between the two of them is Nietzsche is actually the one who will he, most of his writings are about calling out that self-deception. So I noticed mm-hmm. then when, when people engage with Nietzsche, he, he's literally like constantly calling people out and pointing out self-deceptions and people just can't handle that at all, which is very, very interesting because 
as much as Jung will tell you that that's a reality and you should do it, like face the shadow of fuel or something like that, or, yeah. or go into the deep or whatever. When it comes down to actually doing it in practice, most people are like, wait a second, this is all just fun and games. I don't want to actually have to do this. Like this is, this yeah. is a bit hard on me. So, and so it's, um, very hard. it's very, very interesting. It's very hard calling out your bullshit too. And I guess like you talk about somebody like Nietzsche as a writer, like, I, I recently participated in a course and one of the big things they tried to get you to, it's called landmark. And I don't know people, some people call it a cult. Um, I'm, I'm a bit lay away at it, but it's good work, but it's all about integrity, sort of telling the truth, but really calling out all of your own bullshit. And like, it, re- it actually almost annoys me now that I'm back in the real world from it. Cause I can just, I could pick up every little piece of it. Like you're saying, the rational mind just comes in and tries to feed you lies. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it is, it is a, it is oh fuck. I'm not to turn off my headphones. It is a, a very very difficult thing, and um, the nature of your own mind, like it, like as much this dynamic I'm trying to describe here, that you have this sort of ego mind, rational mind. People think it's all woo woo or whatever. It's like it's like whatever. It's, it's this is just some theory. It's not actually how it works in practice. But in practice, I think this is probably the most fundamental reality of humanity: is that we have a propensity towards delusion. Like we mm. almost always aren't telling ourselves the truth. Now that's an unbelievably difficult statement to get your head around, but think about it. And they've even done experiments, for example, where they will test all these different like, you know, bots in the computer simulation. And one bot will be about figuring out reality of the matrix that the, the, the is in. And the other one will just be about surviving till the next generation. The one that, that wins is always the one that survives. The one that's looking for the truth almost never survives. And so we've been through similar evolutionary problem. And so for some reason, we think that we are able to just grasp the truth and the truth will bring us forward. But it's almost always been the case that um, survival trumps truth and moving forward trumps truth. And that's an unbelievably difficult thing for us to understand because that means that the part of us that thinks we're, we're, we're noble, truthful, moral and all that is actually like fundamentally not in touch with reality it, it just seems to be that way and that's such a hard thing for people to <laughs> to uh to really accept i'm trying i'm trying to grip this myself because you know my standpoint would be that like the truth is what would bring you sort of the best in life it's what's going to get you the most forward in life if like you know and i would say part of the truth would be like accepting fact like when you're able to accept fact you're able to sort of walk through hard times but you're saying that that's that's against well, the like, bible like, like you said you said you said christianity like yeah. I think the story of Jesus could be read in a sense of he's saying that if you want to tell the truth, you're probably going to quote unquote lose, like you're going to yeah. die and not get it. Like it's, it's not going to work out for you. And it's this sort of question of, do you want to live a lie and win? Or do you want to mm. die with your soul intact? And that's a, that's, that's an extremely hard question because it's, it's all well and good to pay lip service to this, but then say you, mm. you show up in a situation where you have a family and they could they could starve, and you've been offered a job, but the job involves you. I don't know, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, say they tell you, for example, we're in the coronavirus. So say you're in the military or you're in the police and something like that, and then they turn around to you and they say, right, I want you to oh shit, my internet's unstable. I want you to, I want you to round up all the 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 people, and I want you to stick them in camps. And, and, and you're kind of like, why? And it's like for quarantine, it's like, I don't think people are that sick. And it's like, just do it and don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then you start to hear really strange stuff about these camps going on. And then you're sitting yeah. there and it's like, all right, if I don't do this, my family and me are going to get fucked. If I do do this, I'm pretty much, I, I could be, you know, the, the, 
I'm like the guy who's putting people into a gulag. And so that's a very, very difficult question because it's ultimately yeah. to sort of talk about this stuff. But imagine someone actually going through that. I almost guarantee that 95% of people will crack and just be like, send them to the camps. It's not my problem. It's no big deal. Yeah. And I suppose really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, that like that is that is very very true like fundamentally that is true i suppose like maybe the one distinction i draw would be from the christian perspective is you'll lose in this life but it's the eternal life that you gain afterwards i suppose that that's that's a reward like this life isn't even worth that i guess that would sort yeah. of be that perspective there so it's like you know trust in the truth it will prevail and i suppose the idea as well is that slowly the what the lies begin to unwind and like i don't know in a way you can almost see that in society a little bit the way how like the media is starting to like get called out upon itself like people are starting to see through the lies that like get portrayed through the media and it's almost like at the end of the day it's like the truth is there and it gets it takes an absolute beating but it still is there and like it stands like it stands tall i i, I don't think there's um i don't think that's incorrect i think the truth does shine out in the long run what I've noticed is that in order for the truth to win, it's, it's often at the expense of incomprehensibly large amounts of suffering. Mm. So much so. And then you, you have to ask, like, this is, this, this is the question for someone like, you know, from someone like Nietzsche is like, how, how valuable is quote unquote the truth? How valuable are these things? Like if you ask, like a lot of people are into stuff like the, 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 the awakening and all that and all this. And it's like, well, what, like awakening to what awakening? Are we saying that like the government's evil or something like that? Is that what we're all awakening to? And what does that mean? Like, are, do we, are, are we going to replace the government with our noble version of government? How do you know that our noble version of government won't be just as evil as well? And then yeah. this is where it all starts to fall apart. We don't even, we don't even know what, um, what the truth is and 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 we were in this mad pursuit trying to find it i mean like it's a very very difficult question you know you know and like even i was sitting across from my boss just having lunch the other day and you know he said to me he's like what's the first thing that goes in more and i was like what he's like the truth and i was like oh like <laughs> that's what happens because <laughs> you're not like <laughs> but it's very definitely definitely very oh, yes. sort of interesting Survival times matters. Like, like we're, we're about to go through some very interesting times. And the question that sort of I want to ask and I want to ask you is like, how do you think society is going to handle like the next few months? Like, I think we're all going to get through coronavirus, but <laughs> society's unhinging, toilet paper hoarding, like <laughs> madness. I, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. Like the, the way, the way I, the approach I would have towards this is actually quite um, psychological because I've noticed from, I like, I've been doing this for about a year now and I've talked to a lot of different people and consistently I would find what I'm describing here is, is like, even to get down to the neuroscience of it, like the way our brain hemispheres work, our left brain is this, this perspective on the world that is, is literally designed to lie about the nature of the world so that you can make the world functional. If you want to actually understand what I'm talking about here, look up my video on shadow work, the neuroscience of Carl Jung. It will explain absolutely everything to a finite detail of what I'm talking about. Basically, our brain divides itself into two halves. And so the, the one half helps us use the world by lying about the world instead of saying like, you know, we're all connected and we're all one, which is what the right brain sees, which is actually quite accurate. Instead, it says... And I am me and I must take care of me. And this microphone is not some like beautiful, complex uh, a combination of thousands of different metals and processes that all came together from like factories and the earth and all that to manifest as this microphone. No, it's just a fucking microphone and just speaking <laughs> to the microphone and stop being a weirdo. 
whereas the right brain would see that sort of artistic fluid way of seeing things. Mm-hmm. And so there's this fundamental neuroscientific reality that we, 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 in order to act, we need to delude, we need to lie. And that's what the left brain does. And I've noticed that the left brain uses categories, it uses like ideas in, in its, that's, that's how it operates. And so I noticed I speak to a lot of people and they have a lot of notions about the world. They have a lot of categories, concepts, ideas about the world. And the problem is, is that before you can start talking about the ideas, you need to be humbly aware that this is the problem with your mind. Your mind is got a, mm-hmm. a propensity towards conceptual lying, conceptual delusion and whatnot. So all these people I've talked to over the last year and all this, like not all of them, I'm like, I'm, I'm just slandering everyone I've ever talked to. There's a little bit of smart people, but consisting among myself and among a lot of people, I've noticed this attachment to concepts and this inability, this stiffness, this inability to understand that we, we probably aren't correct about most of the stuff that we're talking about. And everybody yeah. comes up with their notions about how the world should be run. Everybody has their notions about how things should work. Everybody has their notions. There's a lot of, especially in times of peace and prosperity, everybody gets the big ideas. They know everything. You know, it's like, I know how to run society. I know how to fix society. I know how, know how who the problem is and all this stuff. And suddenly when things get real, all of that stuff is just completely mm. out the window. Because when things get real and there's an actual crisis on, suddenly everybody with their big ideas, you know, a great example here is that you'll see a lot of people on the internet talking about being like anti-fragile and stoic and all that. And the mm. second things get real, they're smashing into their computers. The world is over. Panic buy, panic buy, toilet paper, grab it all Guilty. Up. And every, everything, well, like, you know, like it's, it's, it's natural. I, I freaked out because of this as well. Like I got mm. to me too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think it's unusual to get panicked in, in crazy times. It's like, it, it has a weird feeling about it. And the reality mm. is, is that all of that, all of that talk and all these notions beforehand, they were, they were actually very, very useless. It was a lot of it. A lot of it is just going to fall and expose itself. And that's something I think that's something you can learn about that is that talk is cheap and people do it cheaply, but being realistic, being in touch with reality, engaging with the world in, in, in a, in a, in a down to earth grounded sense is actually something that people do not do well and do not want to do because it's an emotional challenge. It requires humility. It's very easy for me to say, I know the right way that things should work. I know what's, what's going on and all that, but it's, it's very hard for me to just be realistic about things, put myself and below the truth, below reality, if you will. Maybe the truth is even a bad word, below reality and whatnot. And for that reason, um, I think these things, these things are quite cathartic, I always find. Like when things go crazy, it is a little bit cathartic. I'm freaked out. Like I'm like, oh my God, the state is going to impose martial law on what happens if they <laughs> yeah. like, you know, lock us all down and then and like, destroy us or something like that. Like I'm worried about that. But at the same time, I'm noticing now that like people are finally just stopped stopping with the the frustrating notion like you know oh i think this and i think this is true because i think this and all that they're they're letting go of that stuff and they're starting to just reveal themselves of what they actually are which is like panic confused animals mm. that don't really know what they're doing and mm. that's um i guess that's 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 my best commentary on what's going on <laughs> that's that's a very very good commentary very intricate and i'm glad you went you went all the way to explain like how the left brain and the right brain in the hemisphere sort of uh, into playing in this situation but i mean look i think <laughs> it's so weird that like you know the alarm bells go off and the first thing people think to buy is toilet paper like all i was thinking was wow the apocalypse is finally happening i can't fucking wipe my ass like <laughs> yeah yeah it was weird wasn't it like it, mm. i don't know well, well it's it's 
it, it's back to what I'm saying there is, is like all, all of these things that we have, like toilet paper and these notions about how society should work. Most of these things are only a hundred years old, you know, like maybe, maybe a bit longer, maybe 200 years old, like stuff like, you know, uh, modern, modern concepts of like almost, almost the, the majority of our modern concepts are very, very young. They're only a hundred years old and all this. And as I said, like stuff like toilet paper, you, you think about it, like our entire modern lifestyle is only a construct of about like a century. And mm. what happens when th things get real is that you're pulled back to the foundational reality that humanity existed in. We existed in a state of farming peasants and lords for thousands of years and that was just the way things operated and there's been this massive you know shuttle launch out of this reality into this really weird like super city technological empires and and, and we think that's normal and that's the status quo we expect that to be the reality but imagine if we had to go back to peasant times where they didn't have toilet paper that was only 150 years ago yeah. and it makes you ask some serious questions like there's there's a lot of unbelievably serious questions embedded in it i'm just going to start ranting now so forget yeah go on go on there's a lot of um, there's a lot of very very serious and uh, strange questions embedded in this such as um, how do we know that anything that we are doing was of any real value because mm. it's it's if we sink back into the place where we don't have supply chains food food is is scarce and government tyranny is abound, abound again. Like, what, what's going to happen then? Like, what, what, do we, what do we do then? Like, think about it this way. As I'm saying, people did not have toilet paper. What are you yeah. going to do when you don't have that modern convenience? And you're going to go back to the way that people naturally were. For example, I was having a conversation with um, some people I know, and I'm like, should we buy, like, an animal? Like, should we buy a cow so we can just get fresh milk in case stuff goes out? And that's a serious conversation. Because yeah, no, like, it is. Even in my... Even in my head, it's, it's quite simple. I'm like, all right, you just buy a cow. That's all good. And what, what you start to see is that in order to have a cow, you need to have like grass. You need to know how to watch, make sure the cow doesn't get disease and all this stuff. And suddenly, like all my notions about like Nietzsche and neuroscience becomes pointless. It's a complete waste of time. Because if I can't get the milk off the cow, I starve. And then you start to yeah. see just how fun All those concepts. Like, the, the concepts mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a complete... <laughs> A complete the Bible will take its course. And, mm. and, and so this is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at here is that, like, I, I know a lot of people be freaking out, but um, it's almost like uh, it's, it's like getting back to first principles. It's actually it can kind of be healing because our modern lives are like so weird and complex and, 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 and too, 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 too complex, if you know what I mean. Very Whereas, too, um, too materialist to and sort of way yeah, too so much like, into our own space and our phones. Like... Who knows, maybe and, some quarantine and, of, and some home time would be good. Dude, like, like, you know, I guess this is what I'm sort of saying. Like, if the government tyranny thing kicks up, that would be awful. But mm. the, on the flip side, on the bright side, and like, for example, my, my lifestyle up in the city was just, like, you know, hours a day staring at a computer inside a concrete room, going outside into, like, dirty car air, eating badly, badly, you know, sourced food. I, I eventually found a decent butcher, so that was okay. And then that was my lifestyle, you know? And then, like, when I'm in the countryside, I'm... Imagine if I had a cow I, and no internet. I would be outside in the sun, getting a tan, getting vitamin D, uh, having the freshest of food, not thinking anything, sitting on the internet, like, you know, just like, thinking about concepts and Nietzsche and neuroscience. I'd be doing, like, what I'm... Um, <laughs> I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I'd be out there, the clear zen borders mind. And probably be happier. I'd probably be happier. I'd probably be stronger. I'd probably be thinking more clear. And so, 
Yeah, so it, it makes, I guess, like what I, like my, my kind of complex commentary about this is that on the one hand, a lot of our delusions are going to get punished if this gets serious. If we've, we've had, you know, like, for example, there's been the very big thing with, you know, Jordan Peterson saying, all right, the colleges are starting to just get insane at this point. They're completely out mm -hmm. of touch with reality. And something like this is going to bring all that stuff back down to earth again. That could be, you could say, a nearly cathartic thing. It'll be like, finally, we don't have to listen to people talking absolute nonsense. Finally, we're back to first principles. On the flip side, it will be horrible because we might lose a lot of stuff. It could even be dangerous because we might see some like tyranny. But on yeah. the flip side, again, it could be very good for us to get back to our uh, foundation and um, have that attitude of being like, all right, well, like, you know, being in nature a lot or, 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 or not, not being addicted to the, the, the computers and all this is actually a good thing that we can look forward to. Mm. And there's, so, there's yeah, a couple the, of things uh, I want to get from you there. Um, firstly, can you actually get a tan in Ireland? Like you, you said you're tanning in the countryside yeah. in Ireland. Is that a thing? Yes, yes, you would. Um, during the summer, dude, you get a, you get an awesome time. I, I kind of, start to look Spanish during the summer if I'm outside enough. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll believe that one when I see it, but, um, <laughs> um, no, 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 the question, <laughs> the question I do want to ask you though, um, just sort of getting back into what you, um, saying there earlier, like you're talking about how, you know, we might be coming under sort of potentially some government tyranny, you know, getting into that. And you know what I found myself the other day, I found myself thinking like a socialist. I was like, yeah, we should enforce a lot of like a lot of these big fines and like imprisonment for people to break quarantine. We're spreading the virus. I was like, wait, what's going on here, man? I'm, I'm, am I thinking like a socialist? Like, has it got to me? Well, I like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not very political, so I don't really understand a lot of this stuff, but I'm not against socialism. I'm not even against the, I'm not even against this government tyranny. I know I'm sort of just saying that for dramatic effect, but yeah, everything they're doing in order to protect the greater good from the virus is like, it can't, on some level, it sort of makes sense. Like it's a, yeah. this is a complex and nuanced thought. And what I'm getting at here, I'm not getting at like we should we should be against socialism or we should be forced. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting at that at all. I'm saying that when shit hits the fan, there's a lot of people who like to say, "Oh, I don't like governmentarian all tyranny yeah. and all that." A lot of people have notions, but when shit hits the fan, when there's a virus around, people just literally step aside and the government comes in. It doesn't. The government does not ask questions and it says, "Guys, we're going to enforce." a tyrannical martial law and there's and they don't they don't even say they don't even say are you okay they're just like guys we're gonna do this because it's mm. serious and suddenly everybody gives up all their ideals and be like please save us make you make everything better yeah. and this is what i'm kind of saying it's it's cathartic because then you start to see what people really are there are a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about who are just like afraid and they just want someone to take care of them and keep them safe yeah. and when they get safe they start to have notions and chatter too much Mm. that's so, what i'm saying like it's happening to me a little bit i guess <laughs> but like yeah, it, does, it, does, same, it makes dude. sense and it makes sense because it you know really it, it does appear to be what's going to stop it because like i don't want to be a doomsday and i'm sure everyone's said enough of coronavirus but like you know you just look at sort of the numbers and what's going on it's like man this is crazy like yeah like i don't want i don't want like you know the the borders to remain open because it's it's socialist to close them i don't want that i don't want them to be like all right go on yeah just like free travel for it because it's socialist to, to, to be against free travel. I'm sort of being like, no, dude, it's like, oh, a little bit of tyranny is okay there. You can kind of close the borders, yeah. you know. You can, maybe, you can maybe say if you've got some guy who's like walking around coughing the whole place, you could kind of think to yourself, <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, like maybe, maybe there's, maybe your individual rights get sort of violated here because that's disgusting. What are you doing, man? And mm. it, it, this is what I sort of mean. It's a very, very 
revealing and grounding experience. You've got to pay attention to this because this is a glimpse of reality. It's like, you know, you lived in ancient Rome and you grew up in the comfort of Rome. And then what happened is you said, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go traveling. And you traveled up to uh, Germany or something. And uh, you got robbed. And you're walking around being like, what the fuck, why did I get robbed? He probably got killed as well. But you know, you got robbed. And this is that once you step outside of the, the, the cradle of Rome, where they have a law, and go into the more wild parts of the world, you confront reality as it is. And then most people are shocked. You know, and maybe back in Rome, they were like saying stuff like, oh, those, you know, like uh, the world is a safe place because Rome owns everything. And then, of course, they go to Germany and then that's not what happens at all. They get they get back in touch with reality. And I guess in some sense, this is our glimpse of how real things are, like what yeah. fundamentally holds our our rights, our our joy, our uh, peace and all that together is actually the fact that the government can mobilize an army to enforce it. And that's fundamentally it. Like it's not, it's not uh, some. I, I like. I, I hate to say it, but it's not some like spiritual concepts that are keeping all this stuff running. It's the fact that there's some men who have out of guns and take orders and are willing to put their, I don't know, life in their line for for the sake of the greater good. Just the, the question then is like, I hope to God the people who are commanding those are good people. That's the only thing I'd be worried <laughs> that's, about. That's but I think the only it, thing. It, it's just it's that's the revelation. You know? Mm. And I, I suppose yeah. that's, I, I guess that's what we're going to get to see unfold, but you know, really does feel like we're living in a time of history and like, man, like, you know, I, I'm soaking it up. I'm finding it very interesting. You know, you go to the supermarkets and you see the empty shelves and I, I kind of chuckle to myself. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like, it's kind of like we're in the walking dead or something like. <laughs> um, what's sorry. The mother's coming in. Um, I, so, uh, I was, yeah, it feels like we're in The Walking Dead. At the same time, dude, like I was in Ireland uh, last year when uh, it was snowing and this happened. Two years ago, sorry, when it was snowing and this happened and it was all, uh, it was all, like it was all nothing. Like, it, it, like it, the shelves got cleansed, everybody, everything shut down for three days and then it went back to normal. <laughs> it was just sort of like, as I'm saying, dude, there's two approaches you need to take towards this. It could be a glimpse towards something horrible or sorry, it's a glimpse of reality that could go away really fast. And all I would say to people is just pay attention to it. Just one second, just one second. It could be a glimpse that, that people are family, man. It could be a glimpse of uh, reality that you got to pay attention to or it's something that you fundamentally, it could not last forever, which would be absolutely awful. So I don't really know. Like it could, it could come back and we'll be all right or, or uh, it could go away and be the worst like, the world could end if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 i know what you mean like that's one of those funny things like when you grow or when you sort of get into sort of christianity there's like this there's this fundamental acceptance of like oh at some point like the world will end and then you're always caught between this mind of like okay like no the world's not going to end and then also this little party mind that's like but it could <laughs> yeah well, this is this is what I'm getting. I, I guess that's fundamentally my thesis. I'm probably repeating myself. So forgive me. I did get distracted there, and so yeah, I, I might okay. be repeating myself. I wasn't. I was kind of half paying attention to what I was saying. But this moment is, as I said, a glimpse of how things could be. What fundamentally runs a lot of stuff. And what will happen is, if it goes away, we will float back on th- up into this world of like our notions and talking about nonsense. And all I would say to people is just keep in mind 
this, what happened here? Like, just keep in mind, because it might be nothing. Hopefully, I actually mm. really hope it's nothing. And we go back to prosperity and peace. Mm. I hope that's what happens. And when we do, just keep this in mind. Keep in mind that the mask came off. All these people who are talking about stuff, they just showed their, their hand. Because in, in times of fear, people show their hand. That's what it is. And so you, you see what people are right now. People are willingly going to just give up power to a government if things get serious. And then you have to think, you have to reason from those first principles instead. And, and what will happen is it will, all, it will all go away. We'll all forget about it. But keep these moments in mind because this is the fundamental reality and truth of what's going on. And uh, if, it, if it doesn't, well, we've got bigger problems. If, if, if this keeps going, we've got way bigger problems than just uh, you know, having a more realistic mindset, you know? Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's the impending economic collapse that could be, you know, pending if, you know, businesses and factories have to be shut down for a while, you know, I mean, this could potentially be devastating for small businesses. I mean, you know, there's a lot of fallout that could come from this virus, not just the health issues itself. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely going to be a testing time, but I suppose all that we can really do is to like keep our head in our shoulders, do what we can to stay safe, continue, I suppose, living our lives and just, you know, just being aware, but I suppose trying to keep away from that point of panic, but it's so hard to because that part of your brain that wants to, you know, spark up and speak lies. You know, I'm going, I'm going back to Hobart. So I'm currently living in Melbourne, Australia. Hobart's like this little island, or Tasmania's a little island just south of Australia. Oh, yeah. I'm going back to see my parents and what's been going on. The little lies I've been hearing is like, oh, what if you got sick at some point? I don't know in the last couple of weeks and symptoms haven't come up yet. And what if you get your parents sick? You know, they're a bit older. And, you know, it's like these little irrational thoughts. You're like, shut up, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully, they're like I don't think it's 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 wrong to be a bit worried. Like that, that could be true. You, you don't know. It's not it's not unreasonable. I, I think um, I think I'd be careful of the idea that like everything's going to be fine as well. I don't think things are as serious as people are making it out to be. But yeah. I, I I do think there's the the Romans had a notion called, they called gravitas. So it was that idea of like having having weight to the situation. There is a gravitas about what's happening here. It's a quite a it's quite a, it's a, could be a very serious problem. Like mm. there's a, a worldwide pandemic, but at the same time, it, it, though it may be serious, it might not be as severe as people are making it out. It might not be something that's going to kill 100%, like 40% of the population are not going to yeah. die. But you could see, you could see, like look at Italy, they've got like, I think a 10% death rate or something like that. So that's, mm. that's pretty extreme. It's absolutely pretty devastating. Extreme. You know, I'm, I'm a quarter Italian and like, you know, my heart goes out to that. It's <gasps> what's, and I've heard, you know, just stories on the ground there. So, you know, apparently it's, there's way, there'd be way more people sick than what's reported in the cases. And apparently just everybody's sick. They're starting to let the old people die. Um, just something here in Australia, it hasn't really kicked off yet. If you look at, if you look at the graphs, we're at that point where it's like in two weeks, you know, it's going to shoot. And we're, we're hoping we're taking the right measures that it doesn't. But I was, you know, I was talking to my old boss. He's an older fellow. I called up on him and he said, one of his friends who's terminally ill was talking to a specialist and his specialist told him, Hey, like if you get this virus and you get sick, like they're not going to put you in the hospital. Like you're out to die. Like his specialist is like giving him that information already. And nothing's even really happened here in Australia. Like we've got maybe 500 cases, which is, you know, not, you know, not insignificant, but, you know, who knows where it's going to go from there. And I, I guess it's just, you know, it's already at the point where those decisions are being made. And it's like, wow, like it really makes you take a step back and think, geez, it's tough. That's it. That's it. Like, it, you know, like, as I said, people will have notions and then what will happen is things will get real. And when it comes to the, con con the, the contact with reality that if you don't take firm 
extensive, you could say, government-wide tyrannical socialist action. If you don't do that fast, you're looking at Italy. And if you do do that fast, you're looking at South Korea, whereas mm. they, they've controlled quite a lot of it. And so, again, this is all I'm, I guess this is the only message I have throughout the whole of this. And I'd like to wrap it up because i got to go. And, and yeah, mom's yeah, going mad here in the corner, being like, oh, <laughs> you're slowing the internet down. But, um, <laughs> but basically, uh, that, that idea that uh, it, it is a contact point, a revelation that these, these, this is how quick things can suddenly everything can just go out the window. All the notions goes out the window. All the, the talks of how things should be run go out the window. Instead, we just engage with reality as it is. We pragmatically use the state in order to save people's lives. And then you start to see that our a lot of our notions about how the state should be used or what the state is or the, the value of politics is completely bullshit. And it was just a lot of talk. It was a lot of drivel from peacetime of people who are out of touch with reality. So there you go. Yep. Well, uh, Stefan, I want to say thank you very much for anybody listening. If you have not checked out his channel, Uber Boyo, make sure you do. Uh, the content there is fabulous. I think, you know, one of the greatest things about um, our modern times is we have content creators such as you putting out such good, valuable and resourceful content on the internet. You know, it's very rich and I do enjoy your boys banter. You, when you, when you get on with Jimmy, I think your banter is top notch. So I want to thank you very much for giving your time for this show and for giving your perspective and for sharing all that. So go check him out. Uber Boyo. Stefan, just one more time. Can you just give us the boyo alert? Boyo alert, boyos. Boyo, boyo over and out. Boyo cease. Boyo cessation. That's what's happening here. So we will report in later and stay juicy. Pretty sure everything's going to be all right. Stay safe, everybody. You guys just keep level heads and you should be all good. I'll talk to you later. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday twice. Drink tonic water. That's the other one. All right, I'll talk to you later.